Hello, beautiful women over 40, fit and fab. This is our podcast YouTube channel. I'm Karen McCoy, your host. And today I want to talk about one thing that you absolutely need if you want to have a physique transformation that includes weight loss. Now, not everybody wants weight loss, but the majority of people that I I run into um, definitely want to see some weight loss and some toning and some tightening and all that stuff that us 40, 50, 60 plus women want, right? Here's the deal. The one thing that you have to befriend, guys, and it's non-negotiable, is hunger, okay? Now, I know that's like a bad word for some people, but let me explain. Hunger is a natural biological function. It it registers as a healthy metabolism. Now, metabolism is actually not about fat loss, but this is what the industry has coined it as. And so we're just going to use it in, in that fashion. So when it comes to having a strong, robust, reactive metabolism, you have to have hunger in there as well, because that is how you know your metabolism is working. Now, two things come to mind. Number one, a lot of women, if they dieted over and over and over again, some for decades, some since they were like 12 years old, what happens is there is a hypervigilance in their hunger cues because it's like, ooh, 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 right, for years and years and years. And so we have leptin and ghrelin, okay? So those are the two, um, uh, satiety and hunger cues. So when leptin starts to fall, which is when we start losing fat, it starts to fall. That's why we have to do it properly, and it's different for women over 40 for sure. But when we lose fat, leptin also goes down, and it signals um, hunger cues, right? So we have to manage hunger cues in a way and have a relationship with hunger cues. Number one, that is balanced. So our hunger cues have to be balanced. And number two, we don't make it wrong, a healthy, robust metabolism is where we eat. And then two, three, four hours later, our hunger cues start to grumble again. That's when we eat. Now, it takes a while for our hunger cues and our metabolism to come to homeostasis, which is just a fancy word for balance. But what I do is I get women onto what I call a seven-day metabolism reset, which is not anything other than whole foods structured in their macros and their timing and their portions spread throughout the day in a consistent fashion. So whatever you're doing, you need to be in a consistent fashion. This is why I don't like intermittent fasting. I don't like keto. I don't like low carbing and a whole bunch of the other stuff. And the reason is because usually it's not a food plan that you can stay on nonstop, right? Because there are classic stories of people, <laughs> and I know it when I went into show and tried to do a low carb as I was trying to lose the weight to head into show, like you're on another planet, man. And so the binging that happens <laughs> is just because it's not appropriate for the body to be restricted in that way. And carbohydrates are so important for so many things. You also can't lose weight if you don't have carbs. I'm talking fat, not body weight, not muscle. I'm talking uh, proper fat loss and keep it off. Another, another day we'll talk about that. But the hunger cues are important because when you're eating sustainably for, I always say to my girls, at least two weeks, weekends as well, you've got to do the food plan weekends as well. So for at least two weeks, and then the body comes to a place of trusting that you're going to feed it on a regular basis with whole foods 
and it starts to come in line and the leptin and the ghrelin start to manage themselves in minute ways instead of this way okay we're not supposed to have hangries we're not supposed to want to eat that table leg because we're so hungry because we haven't had carbs for days or whatever it happens to be in somebody who's dieted for a long time those cues are out of kilter and they're loud they're screaming at you I had a client at the gym she was actually the wife of the guy who owned the gym and she was a lovely lady but she had um, challenges with her weight and she wanted to lose I'd say probably around 50 pounds but the challenge with her was she said every time she went to portion her food to get it into something that was workable that we were working through the hunger cues came on and she said to me it's I feel like I'm going to die and at first I thought well, that's kind of melodramatic but no because what happens in people who have done a lot of dieting is the hunger cues do not whisper they shout because they're out of whack and because it's signaling that um, feast or famine thing right because that's what diets do and that's why the body starts holding on to weight and it'll actually start to um, increase your weight if you've done too many diets because a hundred calories now feels like it's 300 calories and the body tries to just manage it by holding on tight and there's a whole bunch of other reasons why the body won't let go of weight but that's one of them and so we have to bring our eating back into a set um, structured uh, strategy so that the metabolism then can behave appropriately and all of those signals slow down and so then every three to four hours your hunger goes hello I need something and you abide oh okay and you put in your proper proteins and carbs and fats it might just be a snack again it depends where you're at and who's doing who's doing your food plan and then you are creating tolerable hunger right you don't want out of this world hunger because it doesn't work that's what the dieting does so we have to get off the diet trend and we have to feed our bodies three four five times a day it depends everybody's a little bit different right it's coming to know your body your biochemistry your biofeedback all that kind of stuff doesn't take long the hardest part is when people have to stay on track so that's the mental piece that's the mindset piece because a lot of times um, there's going to be hunger in between that's going to be out, outrageous but as long as you're feeding the body well that is just an out of control signal and it's going to settle down so you have to have patience and you have to have consistency so when we send our kids to school you know the, the I don't know I mean my boy is older now he's he's certainly not in school anymore but I remember when he went to school there was this this uh, principle that you send all treats to school and they have to have a treat and I see so many parents say oh you you know you got to manage your blood sugar and you got to keep your well giving them carrots or giving them apples is actually not managing blood sugars it can make it worse but you don't always have to have something in your body you're getting in the way of the body creating and managing tolerable hunger which is what you want and the the child doesn't learn to manage and trust his own hunger cues and so um, I often would send my boy and they'd be like well doesn't he have a snack doesn't he have carrots or celery or anything it's like well no I mean if he if he needs it they're they're in his pocket but he usually wouldn't because he's actually really really good at being able to manage his food and understanding the the food cues 
that is a discipline that we can start when our kids are young. And a lot of us weren't taught that either. And a lot of us were given love by food, right? And I see that a lot in my female clients. Or they see it as a reward. And that's where a lot of people go off on the weekends or after work. They see it as a reward. And I always say, well, you're not a dog. Don't reward yourself with food. So we have to change that language, those self-limiting beliefs as well. That's why mindset is 80% of what I do. And the food and the training and the healthy aging is, um, the, is about 20 to 30% because the mindset runs the show, guys. So, um, and I'll just share this last piece with you. When I went into my first show, I was 29. I didn't have a coach. I was living out in the boonies <laughs> in Banff, Alberta, uh, which it was the boonies back then. Trust me. Um, now it's just crazy land. Uh, but it was, it was very remote. We didn't even have TV. We had one radio station, um, no bus service, no taxis, no nothing. We cycled and walked everywhere. And I went into my first show and I didn't have a coach. There was no coaches around then. Back then, when I went into my first show, all the coaches were the boyfriends of the girls who were in show. I didn't have that. And so, um, and if I did, <laughs> my boyfriends would not be coaches. Okay, just saying, there's another time. Uh, um, we learn to choose better as we get older. And so, I had no idea what to do. I actually started dieting down nine months out. Nine months out. Are you kidding me? So I had, I don't know, probably 30 pounds to lose um, at that time. I was a little bit chubby. And I had trained for about uh, seven years before I decided to do a show. So I, I was well healed in training. But I um, started dieting down. I had no idea what to do. I am an overachiever. So I was uh, probably definitely overtrained, underfed. I did go on to win the show overall, like which, which was crazy. But it was because I was so defined and ripped because I had trained my butt off and I had managed my food so so restrictive that I was like shredded. And that's what they wanted at the time. They weren't really looking for size and, and I was I've always been organic. Um, and back in those days, I think all the girls, yeah, they were all organic too. And so to see a shredded woman like that, it was kind of freaky. So that was, that was why I won because I was overtrained and underfed. Go figure. I'm sure. So I knew that I had nine months to go to show. I didn't have a coach to coach me. And I thought, how am I going to survive if I'm hungry all the time? You eat and you're fine for like an hour. And then you got two to three hours in between where you feel hunger again. And I had to live like that for nine months. I didn't cheat once. Now, the reason for that was because I decided if I don't change this, I'm not going to make it. So I had a little talk with my, with my unconscious. And I said, you know what? From now on, I have to make this a positive. How am I going to do that? Because I'm not going to survive this. It was treacherous. And I said, okay. When I feel hunger pain, it means I'm burning fat. So that was how I turned it around and how I managed to um, get through it. It still wasn't joyful, but I was able to get through it because I was thinking, okay, this is getting me closer to my goals. And that was how I managed the nine months. So you most certainly don't have to go that drastically, but don't look at hunger pains as a negative. That's the moral of the story. 
Because if you're looking at it as a negative, you're never going to befriend it. And it's a natural part of a healthy metabolism and losing weight. And if you're trying to do, and this is why I don't like, um, is it paleo? Where you're eating like 75 to 80% um, animal and fat and you're at, um, where is that keto? See, I can't even, I can't even figure them out because so many people have bastardized them with all sorts of different definitions now. But when you're eating high fat, high protein, and you're not getting your carbs in, um, then your metabolism is not righted. And that's not our DNA. We can't, uh, we can't fool DNA. We can't fool genetics, guys. That's, that's the genome. That's the way it works. And some people can because they're freaks of nature, and that's fine. They're, they're cool. And those are the ones that a lot of people follow thinking they can do it too, but they really, they really can't, and so they suffer. You don't have to suffer. So recognize that tolerable hunger is a natural part of losing weight. This is where... If you're trying to lose weight and you're low-carving, you're going to be so hungry and you're going to binge. You're going to have the classic binges where you do it for two or three days and you can't stand it anymore. But these are the people that are saying they're low-carving and you're not. You're, you're, um, you're winging it. You're, just, you're playing with your food, I call it. You're playing with your food and it's not going to get you anywhere. And you need something that is sustainable. So the, the way we teach, it's, it's uh, warrior woman eating and, and it just is three to five times a day depending on what their goals are. If they're training, and I hope they are, because that also creates balanced blood sugar, lessens cravings, and balances um, hormonal profiles like leptin and ghrelin, and it um, keeps you feeling um, fuller longer. So that's just the way weight training works. Unlike cardio, when I do cardio, my hunger goes right up through the roof. I eat more, and I don't lose the weight. So I actually have to be careful with cardio. So um, do be careful with that. Hunger is your friend when it's tolerable hunger and when it's spaced out throughout the day. And you don't have to stammer every single hunger feeling because if you do, you're not um, in tune with your body, you're not creating strong biochemistry, and you probably won't lose the weight either. Okay, you guys, hope that makes sense. Ciao, ladies. Be well. Go train.